This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 684, Toasty Had a Torgasm. Today's sponsor is Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash atareads2020. That's bit.ly slash atareads2020. Nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's show is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020. That's T-R-Y-E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash expressata2020 for three months free with a one-year package. Visit tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020 to learn more. Finally, we are sponsored by Funko, maker of the world's broadest selections of vinyl figures, from Pops to Dorbs, Rise to Mugs, and so much more. Check them out at bit.ly slash FunkoATA. Coming to you from the exotic land known as Canada, eh? You're listening to another episode of All Things Azeroth. Now we present your awesome hosts, the always stalwart and honorable Maedros, the commander of the fell and master of demons, Death. The non-vegan meat shield, my warrior brother, Toasty. And the high priestess of the Everlight, Owie. She ain't from Canada, but it'll work. It's the internet. Just go with it. They are bringing you your news from the world of Warcraft. This is All Things Azeroth. And welcome back to All Things Azeroth, your world of Warcraft podcast. I'm your host, Medros, and we have Toasty. Hey, Toasty. Oh, hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm I'm all right. It snowed today. It did. I'd like to point out that it's April twentieth. Yes. It snowed today. And apparently, Mother Nature does not know this is a green day, not a white day. Yeah, fortunately, I I think it's on Wednesday. We're hitting double digits. So, oh. So exactly so what I expected that we'd go from minus temperatures to like super warm temperatures. I'm like not. I think it's going to be around 15, 16 degrees at some point this week. So, yeah. you know, just your average Winnipeg spring. Yeah. 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 That, that, yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. It's Winnipeg. Uh, we can't have normal temperatures. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be uh, 11 by Wednesday, uh, 16 by, mo- by next Monday. Sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> Just crazy. Uh, and with us, we also have Ali Standin, Nick. Hey, Nick. Hey, how's everybody doing? Good. Uh, so you're not quite got you don't quite the feeble voices yet. Keep working on it, though. We'll get there by the end of the show, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll work on that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Ali will appreciate your presence here when she eventually listens to the show. I'm sure after she gets to like Cataclysm or something. Is that what she's doing? She's too busy running all the all the dungeons for that tonight? Uh yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh so uh so how how you been there, Nick? I've been doing well. I've been uh I've been uh enjoying the, the not snow that we're getting here and uh my lawnmower is not working, so that's not something you guys have to worry about there yet. Nope. Ironically, I just said the other day to the wife, I'm like, Oh, it looks like almost, almost all the snow's gone. I'll grab the lawnmower out soon and I'll build like 
you know, rake up all this, all the, all the excess crap on the lawn and uh, be able to get into spring. Go out to the store today. It's snowing. I'm like, okay. I don't care because we're inside anyway. But okay, that that's not nice. Do you still have to shovel your walks during a quarantine? Yes, if they've got enough snow, but there's not enough. Yeah, my, my food delivery driver still needs a pass to walk up to my front door. Uh, you <laughs> found a fair. delivery driver? I, I, I checked three apps, and I couldn't find anybody who was delivering, so... Oh, no, it's all groceries. It, it's like, okay, I feel like having Indian food today. I'm going to order Indian delivery. Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. I, I tried DoorDash, Uber Eats, and another one, and I couldn't find any that delivered the other day. Really? Yeah, DoorDash has no drivers. Uber Eats has one restaurant left. Um, I don't know if they've all quit the service or if they don't have drivers for it. I don't know. Um, I can't remember what the other one was. Uh, I, I don't like Skip the Dishes, so uh, trying to avoid them. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Skip is, is my go-to because they've got the largest selection of restaurants in Winnipeg anyway. They do, and they're a Winnipeg-based company. Uh, however, they treat their drivers and their employees like crap. And... Um, I don't like their attitude sometimes, so I've, I've kind of tried right. to avoid them. Yeah, that's that is within your right. And and instead, we ordered Pizza Hut, and we got five pizzas and a massive cookie for like forty forty four dollars. It's a lot of pizza. It was. That's so much pizza. I still have pizza in my fridge, and that will be supper. So there you go. Yep. Anyways, uh, how's your week been while there, bud? Oh, um, it's it's been pretty good. Uh, so, so we we continued with our heroic rating. Uh, we are now eight eight of twelve. Let me count. Yeah, eight of twelve. So we need to kill Rodan. We need to kill Ilganoth, um, Carapace, and Nazoth. Uh, but we're eight of twelve heroic. Uh, got myself some BOE goodness, which was very nice. Except it was for a slot where I could actually use an upgrade. So I, I was going through a small internal battle. Not an internal. I was very external about it. Because <laughs> that, that's all I talked about for in Raid for the next little bit. Like, like this BOE ring is literally made for me. It's got a whole bunch of crits and some haste. So like, you know, that's what I want. And and the ring that it would be replacing is item level 425. So going from 425 to 460 with the right stats, like it should have been a no-brainer, right? But not not in my case, no. No, I definitely sat on that for a little bit and tried to figure out if I was going to actually equip it or just sell it for the gold because it was going for like 180k. So like, not a huge amount, but a, a decent amount of gold. And because I had just finished leveling up all of my heirloom gear to go up to 120 to prepare for alt level, like the amount of gold I had was 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 low. Uh, it was gold or stat. That was that was that was a debate I had until the end of the night on the first night when Allie got a ring that she didn't need. Like, it wasn't, it didn't have the right stats for me. I think it had, uh, I want to say, Haste Mastery. 
but like it's still a 460 ring over my 425. So I'm like, you know what? I'll equip this for now and see see where it goes. Like maybe maybe I'll change my mind afterwards. Um then 20 minutes later, I put the ring up for auction. <laughs> so you know, I clearly made my decision. And then Thursday night I got another ring off another boss. I think it was um 90% sure it was dressed again that had better stats for me. So I ended up unequipping the ring Ellie gave me the day before. But you know, that, that that's just gearing up in an MMO. Uh and then on Friday night and Saturday. I spent a whole bunch of time leveling up alts, like and and like actually leveling up alts, not just preparing to level up alts as I had done previously, where I set up all my bars and all that other stuff. No, I actually leveled. Um, started out at one oh two on my demon hunter, and by the time I finished up on Saturday, a couple hours later, I was at one oh nine, so I'm almost done already, which was. Like, I was expecting the leveling to be fast. I wasn't expecting it to be, oh, I finished high mounted and I'm almost done with Legion fast. But, you know, that's where it was. Which bodes well for the rest of the alts I have languishing at 100. Because I want to carry a bunch of those through to 120. Can I just say, Demon Hunter has been so much fun. Like, this is the first time I've been able to actually dive into it. And, like, this is the first time in a little bit I've seriously considered switching. Because I'm having that much fun with my Demon Hunter. Demon Hunters uh, are a lot of fun to play. Yeah, I, I haven't had a chance, like, like this is the, this was the tune I, I had created to save the name that I wanted for the Demon Hunter. And then I basically didn't touch it after I finished the starting area. Because I was doing other stuff in Legion. You know, Mage Towers, World Quest, all that other stuff. Are you playing Vengeance or Havoc? Uh, whichever one is the not tank. That would be Havoc. Yeah. Yeah. yeah have, and Havoc is so much fun. Uh, I, I love it so much. It just, it's chaotic. Uh, there's nothing more satisfying than just eye beaming a bunch of stuff down. Yes. And I'm, I'm disappointed. I feel like I beam comes off cooldown or, or the cooldown on it is too long. I don't know. Every time I'm like in a dungeon with a demon hunter, I always feel like they have I beam up like all the time. And then I'm like always hitting the, the key for, for I beam and it's never there when I need it. Always, it always feels like it takes too long to get to it. But then when you do get it up, it's just, it's so good. Oh yeah. Like even if, even if the mobs were already close to death, like, and realistically one more blade dance would have killed them off. If, I, if that I beam is available, I'm hipping. I'm hitting that button because it's just so satisfying. I don't understand why, but I love that feeling. Well, the best part is when there's a few mobs around and you can like pivot yourself a little bit and you just see the damage just like all across the the range there, and it's just even even if the numbers aren't quite as high as I, I think it, you know they, they could be, it's still it's still it's still fun. Oh yeah, yeah. I I. I'm going to be putting some serious thought into what my main is going to be in in Shadowlands after after spending almost the entire weekend playing a Demon Hunter. Because um, on Sunday, I was playing a whole bunch of Demon Hunter in the Shadowlands Alpha because I was playing the hell out of Torghast 
Um, oh my god. Like, we're, I'm gonna, we're gonna talk a little bit about Torghast in a little bit, but my experience in there was, was just... I loved it so much. <laughs> like, there's so many different things that just made playing that Demon Hunter so much more fun. And I... I... I want it all the time now. But, uh, yeah, I'll talk about that during during our tour guest section of the show. Nick, how how was your while we I just I'm just realizing now that this is the first I think this is the first time we've done a show together. I know you've been on ATA a bunch, but I don't think we've like you uh, and I No, I think we maybe did one somewhere. I, but... I know that you guys have done a show together because the last time he was on, I believe, was when you were out and he finally got to do a show with Ali. Yes. For the first time. Yeah, Ali's oh. usually the one that I'm filling in for. Oh, so. So it's been a it's been a while then, at the very least. That is very true. Now, my week in WoW mirrors yours uh, somewhat because I've also have a demon hunter that was just sitting there waiting to be leveled, and then lo and behold, I was like, "Hey, this is a good time to be leveling a demon hunter." And I'm not quite at 110 yet. I think I'm still at. Uh, I think I just hit 109. And uh, was it last week or, or the week before? I, the, the, when uh, the cataclysm time walking was up, I was able to take advantage of that for a few levels and. Mostly, I've just been focusing on the class hall quests, and that's been enjoyable. Uh, and and yeah, then learning to play the demon hunter and everything. I still haven't quite figured out the keybinds as as far as like the optimal layout for myself. But uh, yeah, just just eye beaming everything down is is fun. So I've been enjoying that, and especially too playing Hearthstone with the Ashes of Outland uh, expansion coming out, and. To play that, and then you go back to the Demon Hunter. For me, it feels like Blizzard is like hitting some kind of synergy, even though I'm the one who's like two years late or two and a half years late <laughs> on the Demon Hunter. But I'm like, oh, I got my Demon Hunter in Hearthstone. I got my Demon Hunter in in Warcraft. I'm enjoying all the Demon Huntery goodness and just uh, eye beaming and and whatnot. Uh, and then too, to see some of the stuff like uh, Kane Sunfury being a major character in the class hall, and then he's also a big legendary in this expansion. Um, you know, a lot of the synergy like that, as far as, you know, not that I wouldn't have known who Kane was before, but to actually like, you know, interact with him in game and then, oh yeah, here's his card. Like it, it, it feels, it feels good to, to see that. So I'm glad that I chose now of all times to finally get around to playing my demon hunter because, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, April 2020 is like month of the demon hunter. Yeah. That's when everybody's dusting off that alt they started at the beginning of Legion when they're like when demon hunters were the new hotness like oh look at all this extra xp let's level that demon hunter i neglected that i named illidan xxx or something like that <laughs> see uh row in the chat room says a really good thing about really, really good thing about demon hunters um but i will simply add one other word he says double jump and i'll say glide because i love yes. the glide on those it's so much fun yeah I, I like to even like in the demon hunter class hall, like you come in and then you got that little overlook down to where the, uh, the mission table is. And it's like, of course you just jump over and glide down. It's like, they did that intentionally just so you could enjoy the little, the, the little, uh, movement there. Yeah. You do that, that, that's that sprint forward ability. I forget what it's called, but I, I just sprint, sprint, jump, glide. And, uh, you can't not do that in that area. Yes. Uh, their 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 movement is so so crazy 
It's just, yeah. it, it's, it, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm used to playing a hunter where it's like, oh, you know, I need extra movement. I can do the uh, disengage and like j- do the jump disengage and stuff like that to kind of get around things. And it's like, that's, that's nothing. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's crawling compared to what a demon hunter can do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling the same way between like between charges and heroic leap. I've got like I'm I'm not short on mobility on a warrior, but demon hunter is just a whole other beast. I love it. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm looking forward to getting a little bit stronger so I can start working on the uh, the hidden artifact appearances at some point. But uh, yeah, for now I'm just sitting back and enjoying it. And I, I, once I hit 110, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing the class tall stuff or if I'm going to actually go into BFA to keep leveling up. I I was gonna press myself into BFA, but they extended that buff. So I'm like, well, no, you know, I don't need to worry about losing the uh, the hundred percent XP anymore. I can I can take my time. So I'm enjoying that. But that's that's really all I've been doing. What have you been up to, Medros? Uh, not much live. Uh, honestly, spent more time lately uh, in in the alpha. Um, played through the first part of Bastion a couple of times. Um really like it uh it, it feels really home really like home for for a paladin and yes it's all paladins i have like eight paladins on the alpha right now <laughs> um i also did uh, another run through of the starting experience uh just kind of like uh we talked about this last week uh but uh me and toasty ran to each other in the uh in the alpha good friday i think it was and uh did a run through there and i, I just kind of want to do a little more like looking around and exploring and, and seeing what was there. Um, not a, not a lot of Easter eggs I found. Uh, I'm sure there's stuff I'm not aware of as Easter eggs there, but uh, definitely definitely enjoy that experience. It it goes fast, so if you're enjoying it, you're probably gonna be sad because it'll end way quicker than you wanted to. But it's uh, it's really cool. Um, I enjoy what they've done there. And I'm very curious to see how that might change or improve uh, as things go on. So um, we will be talking more about leveling and stuff in the alpha later. Um, but uh, live side, um, just basically my mission table stuff. I uh, haven't really done much else. And um, yeah, just uh, just try to enjoy, uh, enjoy WoW when I can. Uh, when, I'm, when I'm not busy vid- editing videos and... and uh, you know, participating in the Pokemon events, so that's uh, that's pretty much my days these days. Not uh, not super exciting, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's about it for my time. Uh, now let's talk about our first sponsor. Uh, our new sponsor is Funko. If you haven't heard of them by name, you've definitely seen their products. They make collectible vinyl figures from a bunch of Blizzard universes, from Warcraft to Overwatch, Heroes to Diablo, and even more from outside the Blizzard verse, like Firefly. Game of Thrones, and Doctor Who. I like to highlight a Funko Pop each, each, Pop each week, and this week I'm highlighting one that I I feel like this is a moment for this to be the Funko Pop that is is definitely notable. Um, and I, I don't want anybody in the host team to try and guess who this is, but I want anybody else out there, without looking at the name of the file, if you can see it, uh, what is this Funko Pop? I think Erlene's probably going to be first. Erlene is first. I, already, I, I guessed in the pre-show, remember? Yes, that's why you're not allowed to guess. <laughs> uh, yes, Bill Nye the Science Guy. I, I, the kind of person we need in this moment, I think. Uh, a person of science, of knowledge, and, and such. Um, 
but that is uh, that is one of our uh, one of the Pokemon they did. It's it's actually in a. I don't know that I feel that it's in the right category of Funko Pops, but it was in a recent uh, update they released about upcoming, upcoming uh, pop icons. And I don't know that I consider him a pop icon, um, but, I mean, there's some later on that we're going to talk about on other episodes that are much more in that vein, I think. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Bill, Bill. Bill, Bill, Bill. Uh, no, Nick, it is not Sargeras the Science Guy. <laughs> but he's so he's so big. He's so he's big the, compared to that globe. He's missing the horns, though. That's what makes him sciency. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Take off the horns, he becomes a, a genius, I guess. He he he's disguising himself, and he turned his horns into a bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> that works. That, that works, I guess. Uh, but yeah, so that is our Funko Pop of the Week. Uh, if you want to check out this Funko or many others, go to bit.ly slash FunkoATA, check out their online shop and use Shop10 to save 10% on your entire purchase. That's bit.ly slash FunkoATA, and again, use Shop10 to save 10%. We want to thank Funko for their support of the show. All right, so what is coming up in WoW this week? So in WoW this week, we've got the BFA Dungeon event running from April 21st to the 27th. And then that's it. Really? Yeah, I I, I double checked. I, I when I was when I was going through my notes for it, like that that seems like not a lot of stuff, but it turns out that is that is exactly it. It's just a BFA dungeon event. You know, I would I would think that they would want to do more stuff at the point like this where people want them to be okay. Anyways. All right, I guess that, that that's, I guess, it. Um, yeah, so uh, let's, I guess, talk about our first topic then, I guess. Well, there is something else going on. Th- well, not just this week, but for the next few weeks. It's the Im- uh, Impressive Influence 100% Bonus Reputation Buff. It starts today, April 20th, and it goes until May 18th. And for the majority of Legion and Battle for Azeroth reps, you get a 100% bonus buff. So this is primarily, I think, intended to help people trying to get the allied races. Uh, you know, if you still haven't got those, and yes, the uh, the reputation requirements are going away in uh, Shadowlands, but if you want to unlock them before Shadowlands, uh, now's a good time to go work on that. The only exclusion, and it's, it's the little asterisk at the bottom of the article, um, it says, bonus excludes Rajani and Uldum Accord reputation. So... Uh, for the uh, the Veil assaults and uh, the the Oldham, uh, all the stuff with Nazoth, the current content that is excluded, but everything else, uh, you know, the 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 war campaign and those factions and the uh, the various factions in Legion, uh, those are all open season on that. So go do your reputation stuff. I'm sure the uh, what uh, actually no, you don't get rep from the dungeons, do you now? Um, I don't so think the, so. The, no, so this week's dungeon event doesn't doesn't uh, synergize with that, but um, yeah, enjoy that for the next month uh, through May eighteenth. And uh, if you haven't unlocked your allied races and you want to, now is a good time. That would be a good time to do that. If you're just farming those boxes, those Paragon boxes to get those mounts, now's probably also a good time to do that. Yes. Uh, so basically, they boosted the last two expansions reps, except the two reps that people are working on most efficiently right now. Gotcha. <laughs> that, yeah. That's accurate. Uh, yeah, maybe, it is what it is. 
it's just nice that it's they, they they go all about everything, and then it's that little asterisk at the bottom. So you know, read the fine print. That that fine print's always gonna get you. I swear. Uh, yeah. I got what I needed out of those reps so far. I'm good. I'll worry about Exalted later. Indeed. Uh, so they uh, they did also address the uh, Winds of Wisdom experience buff that was released. Uh, and I I don't remember when it first started. I think it like. I think that was about a month ago. Yeah, it feels like almost a month now it's been out. Um, and uh, it's a hundred percent experience buff, and it will also uh, last until the same period. Actually, no, it's lasting until the Shadowlands pre patch. Uh, nope. So it, sorry. I was agreeing with you. Okay, sorry. Are they correcting me? I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm reading that here. Uh, but yeah, so that 100 experience buff will be available for all characters leveling up until the pre patch for Shadowlands happens. I'm guessing around July. So many alts. I love this time of year. Like, remember, remember, was it during the? Legion bonus, the Le- the Legion pre-expansion event, where we just went crazy with leveling all the alts because those invasions gave so much XP. Yes, it's like that all over again, except it's not a specific event. It's just here, do whatever you want for extra experience. Yep, um, yeah, I really love this staying inside time of year. It's it's great. Yeah, sort of like winter over again, but less cold. Yeah, because. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> yeah. When they announced the reputation buff, they announced that I think like a day before they announced that they were extending the experience buff. And it seemed to me like maybe they were going to do something where it was like one month of experience, one month of reputation, one month of experience, one month of reputation, something like that. And I think uh, that there was enough people, because uh, everywhere I looked, I don't think I saw anybody saying you know what, we're good with this experience buff, give me the reputation buff. I think everybody I saw was saying, like, there's no reason for them to take get rid of this experience buff. It makes leveling feel so much better. It'll give us something to kind of help tide us over until Shadowlands comes out. It felt like the community, in one of those rare instances, was completely unified in this one thing of, like, hey, Blizzard, give us this extended experience buff. And, uh, yeah, I, I was actually surprised that they did that. Uh, and I'm glad that they did, because I'll take advantage of it, too. But, uh, yeah, so now for the next month, we actually have both buffs up, which is great as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Level up all the things and get all the Paragon buffs. Do it. So many options. So, so many activities. So much, time for, <laughs> so much time for activities now. We're not worried about room because we're just staying in the one room. But time. Time is what we have an abundance of at this point. So, yes, give me all this so I can do more of it. I'm trying to somehow figure out if they could like fit both of the buff, buffs into bunk beds and just call the buff like room for activities. <laughs> yes, do that, Blizz. Come on. I mean, that that's our big news for retail. Wow. I mean, the, uh, the 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 buff extensions are great. The, the new buffs and the buff extensions are fantastic, and everybody's loving that. But I think what people are really loving right now, especially the people who have access to the alpha, is Torghast. Oh my god. I, I'm, I'm definitely one of those people. Torghast is so good. So we went over a little bit of what Torghast had based on data mining, but since Torghast was released last Thursday, 
to the Alpha, we have a little bit more information <clears throat> as to how it operates. So, Torghast is a roguelike dungeon, so it's gonna it's changing literally every time you go in, uh, assuming you select the correct option in the Alpha right now anyway. You have the option of completing that content solo, but you can do it with up to five with up to a five person party. Now the difference between Torghast and say Mythic Pluses is where uh, Mythic Plus has a timer where, in which you have to complete the area. Torghast has a death counter. Now fortunately, the, the death counter is only will, will only be good for the one floor. So if you um, if you if you're getting close to that counter on the first floor, for example, if you make it to the second floor, it gets it gets reset. You have a fresh set of attempts for Torghast. Um, now, the number of deaths you have available to you per floor is dependent on how many people are in your party. So if you're solo, you're allowed to die three times per floor. And the number of deaths allowed goes up two times per person added to the party. So, you can have, so you're going to be allowed a total of 11 deaths per floor in a five-person party. Now, in the alpha right now, um, we have the option of starting out at easy, normal, and heroic, and that'll start you out on different floors. Um, according to an interview with Paul Kubit, that may not necessarily be the case in life. So don't go in expecting that you're going to be able to skip floor. That's not like that's probably not going to be a reality. Another cool thing about Torgas is, and this was revealed in that same interview, is that there's not going to be a wait time for when we can access Torgas. As soon as you hit 60, or shortly after, sorry, you'll be able to dive right into it. So we're not waiting that two-week period or that month-long period when, when the raid unlocks. No, as soon as you, like shortly after you get to level 60, you'll be able to hit Torgas. Some of the other cool things about Torghast, we've got these things called Anima Powers, um, which provide a uh, augmentation to some abilities. That might be simple. It might be as simple as a crit buff or a haste buff or something like that, but some of them will actually affect specific abilities available to your class. Now in the Alpha, there's only four classes that can test Torghast. There's Mage, Priest, Warlock, and Demon Hunter. When I went through the when I went through it on the Alpha this weekend, I did Demon Hunter, and it was it made me fall in love with Demon Hunters even more. But the problem is, I don't think that's a realistic bard to put them up against because some of those buffs were just silly. <clears throat> like so, my, so my experience with Torghast was I'm going to pick all the abilities that make me a demon for longer because why not right so anything that augmented my ability to use metamorphosis i did that and because of some of the talents i specced into when i use i-beam i automatically go into metamorphosis there was this one talent or one anima power sorry that i was able to select that uh basically every time you use i-beam there's a 20% chance of of 
not activating the cooldown. Wait, so what? You, yeah, yeah, it's great, right? Yeah, that's literally what I was complaining about, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I gotta get in there, damn it. <laughs> so you got a 20% chance of not activating that cooldown. And the great thing about these anima powers is that they stack. So, like, I never got a chance to pick that that uh, anima power again. But if it's operating like the rest of the anima powers, like, eventually, you're just going to hit a point where I'm even not activating your cooldown. Oh, that is sweet. And, like... Like, uh, so outside of things that just augment your abilities like that, there's also, uh, the, the, this only came up the one time when I ran through it, but, um, there was that one legendary that allowed you to pick a talent that you hadn't picked before, right? So we had, I did come across one anima power that let me pick uh, just another talent in a row of talents. If I'd already selected that talent, it let me pick another talent. So you, it, it's it's occasionally going to give you a chance to double up on a single row of talent, which is real cool. Ah, I I love Torghast so much. I mean, and oh, I'm all over the place with this because I I don't know what I want to talk about more. There's so many different things. Uh, now, everybody listening at this point has heard me talk about the different abilities you get, and the mechanics behind that, but you don't actually know what you're doing in Torghast right now, right? Uh, so, Torghast, um, what we're doing in there and is collecting, right now anyway, it's called Placeholder Legendary Looter or something to that effect. It's basically a material that you're going to use to craft Legendary. Uh, now, uh, in the in the interview with Paul Kubitz, uh it was stated that you'll be able to pretty much craft a legendary for every slot except for trinkets and weapons. And he went into his reasons why for that, basically because at the assuming assuming all item levels are equal, weapons and trinkets have uh, tend to have more of an effect on player power than any of the other slots. So attempting to balance that would be hard so just don't give us the option that's fine because we can create legendaries for literally every other slot so you could if you really wanted to and ground out torghast a lot which if people like it as much as i did i can imagine being quite a bit uh you, you could eventually have a legendary for every slot if you really wanted to <clears throat> has there been any indication any indication on the alpha that they're going to restrict the number of legendaries like they did for legion where i think it was what the three was the cap um, possibly, uh, I mean, uh, that, that's, so right now in the alpha, there's no, we can't even craft the legendaries. We just, we're just collecting the materials for it. So th th there's been nothing in regards to legendary tooltips or anything like that. So we don't know that answer quite yet. I imagine that they would restrict that because... I mean, legendaries got ridiculous when you were able to equip three. I can't imagine having an entire character decked out a legendary. That would be ridiculous. <clears throat> um, another thing that isn't quite clear in in the alpha is the amount of times you'll be able to run it. However, Paul clarified in his interview with Tally 
that they're, they're, they're probably is going to be a restriction and they haven't figured out what it is yet or anything like that but because because of the rewards there I think there's a need to limit the number of times you're able to run to our guests which is a bit of a bummer because honestly I really love it and if I if I were to get nothing by just doing by doing tour gas because I hit the cap, I'd be okay with that. I mean, honestly, people can run raids multiple times a week and they're just loot locked. So why not give me that option for tour gas? Right? I think that's reasonable. I I can't remember the last time Blizzard. I mean, I guess like you mentioned the raids, but like the last time Blizzard really had content that I think excited the community the way I've seen Torghast excite the community, but also was the kind of thing that people would just want to play just because it's fun. I feel like all the time you only hear people talking about, oh, I only want, you know, I, I want to do this because of the rewards. I want to do that because of the rewards. And like to hear people saying like, no, no, just let me do this because I want to do this yeah. is refreshing. I mean, that's, that, I feel like that has been like the one thing kind of missing from from World of Warcraft for I don't remember how long, and to see that finally back there, like to see to see this kind of hype, like I can only hope that whatever magic they they've infused Torghast with that as everybody in the alpha excited doesn't get lost through the iterations that we see through the alpha, and when it goes live, everybody's like, oh, you know, you know, oh, I'm sure some people have been doing this for you know four or five, you know, six, eight, I don't know how many months it's going to be on the alpha, but. Uh, you know, I'm sure some people might burn themselves out there, but for the bulk of the community that doesn't do that, when it goes live and they, they're able to get some uh, extended playtime out of this, I want that to happen. I want that to be there. So I'm really hoping that, yes, they'll make whatever changes they need to, to, to you know, tune it and whatnot, but the core experience sounds like they've got it and, like, do not change that. Do not lose that. That exactly. You know, keep it as it is. Yeah, because, I mean... Right now, we can do whatever content we want pretty much without restriction. I mean, there are obviously some things that we can't run again and again and again. Um, not easily, anyway. Um, but there are restrictions on some of that content that just prevents us from reaping the rewards repeatedly. Like, I could keep doing raids. I could, I could keep doing Nihilotha every day with a different raid group. I'm not. I'm only going to reap the rewards for the first boss kill, or for the first unique boss kill each time. But I can do that if I wanted to. So, like, why not have that available to people who want to do Torghast again and again and again? And, All right. Uh, Ro mentioned something else in chat right now. Like, uh, if 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 they were to implement something like that, something that would let us play Torghast again without reward like maybe just in, just uh, introducing something like a leaderboard system to show for people to showcase how far they were able to push in their Torghast runs every week to kind of you know be that motivator for just doing doing the best you can within that system if it's a proper roguelike, I mean, and I think this is what we're seeing, is you don't even need the leaderboard. You just need to know, like, oh, I was so close on that run. Let me do it one more time, even though I need to get up for work in, like, three hours. Like, that's, if you can hit that sweet spot right there and just, you know, 
Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I, Rogue Legacy, I think, was the last game that really got me like that, where I'm like, oh, yeah, just one more run. I can do it perfectly this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's got, it's got, it's what I like, what I've liked about it so far is like it's, it's changed up. The, the layouts you need each time, the type of enemies you, you encounter is each time, different, is different each time. I was watching the Towson and Evatel video earlier today, and they came across some rooms that I never encountered before. Like they said, the weird random portal room that splits up the party and portals you to random platforms. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's be honest here, Nick. Uh, three hours, you'd be able to... Oh, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And then call out of work anyway, because I'm going to keep running it. <laughs> there are so many really great things about Torghast and I want to do them all the time. I I, I like I liked Island when, when Legion introduced Island Expeditions I really liked the idea of them. It's role agnostic content that I can just go in and kind of roll for a little while but it got to be a little samey afterwards because they, you know, you, the set pool of islands and yes, yeah, some of the random uh NPCs that would come in halfway through the island or whatever would change up, and you'd have to change based on that. But at the end of the day, those those changes were not drastic, right? Meanwhile, you've got Torgas, who that's changing up every time in terms of layout and 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 mobs for you to kill and all that other stuff. That, and for, and add to that the. The Torghast specific, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the Torghast, the Torghast specific uh, changes to how your class works. The anima abilities you were saying, yeah, yeah. the anima powers, yeah, the anima, like those, those will change up every time. So you're 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 kind of building your own strategy each time as to how you're going to approach a approach the area based on the anima powers you have available to you those remind me infinite system and i love it those remind me of in hearthstone when they were doing some of the dungeon runs and especially once they really got into the groove on developing those and they just let you you know get cards that completely overpowered your deck and you had multiple of these cards and yeah if you were playing that deck in like standard on the ladder you just tear through everybody but because you're playing in this sort of sealed environment of the dungeon run where you're going up against bosses with their own crazy abilities it never felt out of whack like you're you're doing crazy stuff but the the boss has crazy stuff to counter yeah. and so i'm imagining it's the same kind of thing here where like yeah you're gonna have these crazy abilities but you're gonna be going up against some crazy stuff as well so you know you have to make sure you understand them and use them and i think that kind of scaling power scope like i don't think that works in a raid but this is not a raid this is its own thing and especially because it's not it you know it, it's sort of randomly generated and, and repeatable in various ways i i'm 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 all in on this this sounds completely exciting and and the sealed aspect of torghast like you said it gives it it, it allows us to do crazy things that we're not that, does, that don't make sense in the context of a dungeon raid or questing out in the world but you add to that the like you add to that, like, Blizzard would be able to experiment a little more freely with some of the more crazier ideas they may have thrown out in the past. And that idea really excites me, too. I mean, to sum it up, there's a bunch of stuff that really excites me about Torghast. And I haven't 
even been able to scratch the surface of so many things. Like, I love it all. Uh, I, I, I haven't even talked about some of the other stuff that that's cool about it, too. Um, there's this whole terror groove thing where if you exceed the number of deaths that you're allowed on a floor, it'll just come out of the entrance, track you down, and smack you down with one hit. That thing, that thing looks awesome. Yeah. And the one thing that I'm curious about is at BlizzCon, Blizzard shows us the jailer. They don't show us the jailer. They leave him obscured. And the first thought everybody has is, well, who's the jailer? Like, it's clearly got to be somebody we know. There's a reason they're kind of hiding his appearance. And then Blizzard had to come out and say, no, the jailer is the jailer. Don't worry about it. But the Terragru, like, he's so armored. And he looks, I mean, he looks like a, a Death Knight on steroids. Like, and I mean, I, I pretty much I think most of the stuff in this expansion kind of has that appearance. But really, like, like mega steroids, like, complete, I don't I don't even, like, all the steroids is is uh, what this Death Knight is on. But I kind of wonder if underneath that armor, it's going to turn out to be somebody that we know. Like, you get through Torghast or whatever, and you beat the... the I, don't, I don't actually... I don't even know if you can actually beat the Terragru, but you... Oh, no. At least you out-survive him, I guess, is, is really what... You know, you get to the end before he does. And then, like, he takes off his helmet, and you're like, oh, it was, you know... I, I can't think of anybody, but, like, the Scooby-Doo episode, like, you take the helmet off, and it was like, oh, it was, uh, it was the Jailer all along. I don't know. It's funny that you mentioned outrunning him because that's actually one of the mechanics with the Terraguru when he shows up. So, as I said, the Terraguru spawns onto the floor you're on when you, once you've exceeded all the deaths that you're allowed on a floor. And he'll start at the beginning of the floor and start charging towards you. And he has an aggro circle, aggro radius and all that. But, if you're near the if you're if you're near the exit of the floor when you hit that that death limit, you can actually just continue on to the next floor. And if you manage to outrun the terror group, you just keep going with your run. Otherwise, the terror group is going to hunt you down each time. And if you respawn at the beginning and he happens to be near you, he will just hunt you down again and kill you again. And it could like go into this weird loop thing where you're respawning after dying and he's just killing you again and again and again. So you might, you'd have to be a little bit careful if you wipe enough times at the beginning of the floor you have to wait for him to run away a little bit before you release and hit the exit um, the exit portal because once you hit your death limit and he kills you you don't get kicked out of the tower you have to actually get back to the exit portal and leave it's an interesting little mechanic so I just want to clarify something here uh, Nick you said and I'm, I'm rather shocked by this information uh, you said that this place of death has a death knight feel to it. I'm shocked by it. But, uh, well, yes, but I'm just saying in particular this one, it's, it's, it just, it's not so much even a death knight feel. It just looks like, it looks like they took some, like, death knight armor from one of the tiers and they just, they, like, they, they put it on, like, uh, one of those bulky trolls and even then they put it, like, they jacked up that bulky troll, like, the nth degree. The thing is just massive, is my point. It looks like a massive death knight. That, that shouldn't be able to stand up, but it does. And apparently it runs through stuff. I hope when it runs at you, it just runs through, like, the environment. Like, uh, in uh, the, the new Super Mario Brothers, like, when you get the large Mario and he's just running through, like, all the bricks and stuff and it's just splitting away around him. I hope it's that kind of effect where he's just 
everything just gets knocked out of the way. That would be kind of cool. That would be. I didn't. I did not get a chance to see how much that would be because when I finally died enough times, I was near the beginning of the floor I was on. So he didn't have far to run to kill me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's just some of the things that we know about Torghast right now. I mean, obviously there's a bunch more stuff that's yet to be implemented. We don't know the system for crafting the legendaries, for example. Uh, but it's I, I love it so much. If I could spend uh, if I could spend an entire day playing it, I would not complain at all. I'm uh, probably going to do that a bunch this weekend, actually, because it was, I enjoyed it that much. Now, you I mentioned... If I can reduce that Demon Hunter I-Beam ability to, to no cooldown. That would be amazing. You just hold down the buttons, you just run around with the I-Beam up the whole time. Oh, <laughs> now, you mentioned uh, that, you know, the Anima abilities, and I've seen some people concerned that certain players may prefer either certain classes or certain races to go through Torghast based on, uh, you know, having certain abilities. I think in particular, uh, the night elf shadow meld, uh, was mentioned as far as, you know, because when you go into the shadow meld, uh, you know, that takes you out of combat and you're, you're immune to going into combat. So you can just sit there. And since there's no actual timer, uh, let that, you know, let your cooldowns all refresh. So basically between encounters, you can take, take as long as you need, um, do you think that certain abilities may need to be nerfed because they might make it feel broken or, or certain classes maybe or, or races may wind up being preferred or the whole thing is just so overpowered anyway that, that with these anima powers that it won't matter because every class is going to have some kind of wacky combination that they can play with to, you know, kind of go through this and, you know, feel like they're just blowing stuff up left and right. I think it's going to be a combination. It's, it's going to be a weird combination because some of the abilities, some, some abilities like the Nidal Shadow Melt, it does have that added benefit of taking it out of combat, and it's going to help you for a little bit. But the thing is, and this was talked about during the interview with Paul, there's going to be like a, it's not a hard timer. It's, a, it's more of a soft timer where um, maybe after a certain amount of time, spawn rates increase, and it's going to be harder to avoid all that stuff that's going to be coming at you to try to kill you. So stuff like that might take care of some of those abilities. And in terms of like the different anima powers affecting the way you play stuff, you you approach Torghast, I and mean, that, that's going to be a very real possibility that we'll see something. It's possible that we might see similar effects granted to us through anima powers. I mean, obviously we don't have all of them available to us, but I know there was one power. It wasn't a stealth necessarily. Actually, it just straight up wasn't a stealth, but it made it harder for. Uh, enemy NPCs to target you when you're like, within a certain radius. It was like a kind of like um, those tentacles in Nihilotha in the Drestigath fight. You can't target those at range. Yeah, It has to be a melee that attacks that attacks and kills it within a certain distance. It's, it's basically treated like that. It's hard for me to say what should be done about those other abilities like all those racial abilities or abilities that grant you stealth at this point, just because like we only have the four classes available to us, and within those classes contain certain racial limitations, obviously. I mean, especially with the Demon Hunter, you can only be Night Elves and Blood Elves. So, yeah, I, I I can't say for certain what should be done with that. 
I mean, if it becomes a real problem, then maybe. But at the same time, those... Like, every race has had something that just benefits them over other races, and that's just how the game has worked since its inception. I mean, there's a reason that the, the, the Horde leaves the charge in terms of the cutting edge... Uh, in terms of that cutting edge rating, I mean, yeah, I complain about it every tier, but that's because I want to see the alliance step up a little bit. But uh, now you got me thinking about it. I don't know what I'd want to see done with all that. It's an interesting question, and I'm sure that's something that's on their mind as well. Especially if they're going to be looking at doing something like a leaderboard or whatever. And like, there's so much progression intrinsically tied with Torghast in terms of legendary acquisition and all. Just give everybody a stealth through anima power. Blizzard, there. Problem solved. And I make it be on the same on the same cooldown as Shadow Meld. In fact, just call it Shadow Meld and have it be like, oh, you made buddies with a Night Elf Soul in Torghast and now they're giving you some some bonuses and you gain access to the ability Shadow Meld. There we go. I solved the problem. Do that. There you go. There you go, Blizz. Uh, you need to hire one uh, Toasty Posty Can as your uh, lead QA uh, person. <laughs> oh, that would be great. But you live in California, not Winnipeg. Um, and they'd have to have the, re- the, title, the intro to the show redone because you wouldn't be a Canadian anymore. I'd still anymore. be a Canadian citizen. I'd retain my citizenship. Well, you already cheer an American team, so that's fine. Anyway... We've been talking about Torghast for a long time. I'm sure I could gush about it for a lot longer, but there's a bunch of other stuff that came out on the Alpha this week that would interest a lot of people, especially because it concerns some of the things we talked about last week. Right, Madras? Indeed. Uh, So, I talked a little bit last week about leveling and some of the issues that I found coming out of the leveling experience. Uh, The new Exiles Reach, I believe it's called. Um... And it's it's good to have some some new information and, and, and things are trying to improve on that regard. So uh, they said that item level progression has been updated. Item levels now increase faster on lower level characters, and low level characters are better tuned or lower sorry low level creatures are better tuned to account for this and other factors. Additionally, gold rewards have been increased at all character levels. Great. I don't think that solves all of the problems that I had last week. But it solves some of the problems I had last week, and that's better than none of the problems I had last week. Uh, increasing the dro- the, car- the gold rewards doesn't solve the coming out of the Exiles Rage going into BFA, requiring 50 gold to get profession training and not having it. Uh, and sorry, that was 50 gold for one profession. If you want to do like cooking, mining, and blacksmithing, or cooking, enchanting, and tailoring, you need 50 gold for each of those, plus the gold required to actually train patterns. Not cheap. Not cheap at all. And I think that that should be something that they consider as part of this process. But it's good to see that they are addressing some of the issues. Um, I will definitely need to take another character through the uh, starting experience and get a feel for how that looks and, and how that plays. Now that there's these new updates, uh, see if there's a better feel for that of what you're coming out it looking like and, and so on. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. But I'm very curious 
by this change, and I'm very happy with this change, that it, as it will make playing uh, when you're coming out of that experience and, and playing that experience a lot better. And I think that's really good. Um, I found that the leveling was was almost perfect in that experience. So coming out of it and having better gear and better leveled creatures uh, that are tuned for your play, that's that's really good. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how that actually works out. And that's only for when you're coming out of that new Exiles Reach starting experience and then transitioning into um, whatever leveling experience you would go with. I know I think if it's your first time, you have to go through BFA. But if you if you if this is an alt, then you can choose that. Um, has anyone really tested like the actual leveling through the existing content, uh, as far as we're aware of, or um, everybody's the focus has been primarily on uh, Exiles Reach? Um, so I've gone through personally. I've gone through Exiles Reach, and then transitioned into BFA. And once you once you get into BFA a little bit. And, you know, you've, you've kind of out outgeared everything. You, you you've switched off everything that you came in through for like, with Exiles Reach. At that point, everything seems to feel normal, and the progression's fine. Or is there still some like lingering effects from that? Uh, there's still some lingering effects for that. Like, um, for me, my primary concern with coming out of the starting experience and going into BFA was the sheer lack of abilities I had. Uh, you don't appreciate some of those things that you have available to you when you go into BFA uh, now versus when you were going through it in Sh when we're going to go through it in Shadowlands. I mentioned this last show. Um, going from Exiles Reach to, to BFA, I've got no ranged abilities as a warrior, <laughs> which like isn't a big deal a majority of the time. But there are some mobs that you got to tag out of the sky, and that's real hard to charge to. So, it wasn't a gear problem per se. Not per se. It was just, it was straight up not a gear problem. It's just more of a problem with uh, the the level at which you acquire some of your abilities. Hey. I confirmed this weekend that you don't actually get heroic throw until level twenty seven. So you're going to be almost halfway through that content before you get access to a ranged ability as a warrior. And, I mean, that's just my feedback specific to warriors. I don't know what it's like for other uh, melee classes, like what, what their ranged abilities are like. I think Paladin gets judgment pretty early, right, Medros? Uh, if I recall, yeah. Uh, and judgment yeah. Is, an at ra is a ranged ability, correct? Yes, I don't recall if it was Judgment or something else I was using. I know I used Crusader Strike and Judgment. I don't recall which one had the farthest range. Right, but there, there was a ranged element to it, nonetheless. You had, yeah. you had a, it's something that he gave you some form of range. Yes. So, I mean, this this complaint is, is strictly from a warrior perspective. I don't know what the other melee classes have to deal with in terms of that. Um, but in terms of the uh, power that I had available, that that was available to me, like I didn't have any issues powering through that content. I mean, there were certainly some survivability things that I missed having, but I mean, can't have all that at once. At the end of the day, you just got to be careful with not pulling too much. And if you're a new player, you're more likely than not going to be cautious going through all that new content as opposed to somebody who. Has level has gone through that experience previously. 
and knowing what you normally have available to you and just forgetting that you don't have it anymore. Uh, survivability wasn't where I'd like to be, but the damage was actually pretty good in terms of progression. Yeah. Definitely very interested to see how this leveling curve and, and how level, the leveling process gets smoothed out throughout the alpha. Uh, definitely see myself creating several characters to go through the first, I'd say, 20 levels to get a good feel for it. Now let's talk a little bit about another grape we had. So in the, uh, I guess, in, in the leveling experience, um, flying, I guess, is a major issue or a ma uh, major concern that people have had. Uh, and if you look at uh, how they have flying nowadays, there's uh, what uh, five different levels of it going all the way from apprentice to master. In Shadowlands, they're getting that down to four. Uh, and so you'll get a different rank in flying at uh, 10, 20, 30, and 40. Uh, at, uh, at level 10, you get apprentice riding, which is the 60% speed. At 20, you get journeyman, which is the 100% speed. At 30, you get expert riding, which is the 150% speed. And then at 40, you get master riding, which is the 310% speed. Um, what's missing is the artisan riding, which is the 280% speed level. That is what you would normally get on, uh, on live at level 70. That's being removed. Uh, so I, I guess that's uh, an issue because, I mean, the, you know, that 280% speed boost was nice as a little stopgap there. But given that there's less levels to go through... Uh, before you get to master riding, um, it makes sense something had to get cut. Uh, I guess it's disappointing that it was the 280% versus the 150%, but um, I guess they feel that that 30% jump there at the end really isn't that big of a difference. That it, uh, It's almost like they're merging the two of them together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, the the, the interesting thing, I, and I actually put this in a link in our, in our show notes here, um, before this change, uh, you actually got master riding... 10 levels earlier so uh you got apprentice riding um it says here you got it when you first logged on to your character i did not find that i found that i actually got it at level 10 uh then you got journeyman riding at 17 expert at 25 artisan at 27 and then master riding at level 30 now that's really fast for you know those those flying speeds like once you have flying you're going to be leveling much faster so 25 to 30 is going to be really fast compared to how you got to 25. And then at 20, at 30, you're, you basically have the fastest speed. So I'm not super surprised they changed that, uh, but it is a lengthening of the, the gap between learning speeds of, of flying or, or riding, I guess. Um, and I'm very curious to see how the costs might have, uh, have changed. Um, they don't look to have changed too significantly. You're saving yourself 5,000 from artisan riding. Uh, but the rest are still the same. And that's potentially still going to be a problem. Uh, I don't know that you'll have 5,000 gold even at level 40. Um, but it's hard to say. From an alt, presumably. Yeah, from an alt, you'll, if, you, if you're going through this content as somebody who's got a level cap character, these costs are going to be negligible. Exactly. Um, it's it's more, for, more for that player who's coming in brand new and like this is what and that and the revamp of this experience was meant to um, get get um, past that fear for new players of having to go through all that content so this this new experience is geared very much towards the new player basically 
Yeah, and, and that new player, new to the server or new to the game, period, um, that's going to be expensive. Um, though, I mean, I, I, I guess by level 20, you might have 50 gold. Um, you should definitely have 10 gold or 10 silver by level 10 if you don't, you really did something wrong. Like, you didn't loot a single body. <laughs> and, like, the other perspective of this is as a new player, like, we didn't get, we didn't necessarily get all these flight trainings immediately when we hit the required level. So, I guess it's another perspective to consider. You know, when I leveled through my character first, through my first character, I didn't get flying until I had been 80 for a few months. Because I just couldn't have, like, I was always spending my gold on something else. So I didn't necessarily have that gold available to me. Especially when it came to, like, the, the really expensive, like, multiple thousand uh, training. Plus, you know, you have to buy the amount too. So, um... Well, the, the gold cost is kind of like, it's like a soft version of pathfinder in that it forces you on a new character even though you, just because you hit the level it still requires you to have to do more stuff to actually get the resources to you know get the mount get the ability whereas when you're doing it on an alt it's not you know it's not like you know an achievement that's automatically unlocked for all your characters but you know at a certain point throwing 5000 gold to an alt is nothing and at that point yeah it's 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 trivial and it's it it forces those new players to still have to go out and um yeah i mean getting i mean what level 30 that would be roughly like i guess what like 67 ish on the the live game i guess roughly somewhere around there so it's not i mean that's right that's that's roughly around when you get the uh, flying anyway but it's still it still forces the new players to in, engage in the content in a way that yeah, when you're doing this on your fifteenth alt, you don't want to have to do that, and you can throw five thousand gold at it and be done with it and, and move on with your life. Um, all that said, though, we do have the WoW token out there, so if they really, if they're really jonesing for flight, I mean, they can you know buy a token and, and get their gold that way to to knock that out. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think I said this last week. The the my biggest gripe with this whole thing wasn't involved with cost, just because. Like for me, I can do I can do without the fastest flying possible. In fact, on multiple alts, I still only ever do artisan or some some of them. I think still even have just an expert writing, honestly. But um, the biggest gripe for me with the alpha in terms of uh, the flying uh, in terms of the mount trading was the space between all of them because as um, as we see in that post that Medros link, uh, there was not a lot of space between the different levels. Originally, in the alpha, it was 10, 17, 25, 27, and 30. And if you're going through BFA, you're in Boralus or um, Troll area that I'm blanking on the name on right now. Oh, it was a raid. Zoldazar? Yeah. I kept I my problem with remembering that it was also a raid is I called it a stupid name. I called it like Disney Valor or something like that. So I'm only ever remembering Dizar oh, Lore? Yeah. Yeah, so like you're in those two areas and I and I don't think there's a place where you can train 
mount writing in those areas. So you're going back to org or you're going back to Stormwind to train for that. Yeah, but that's that's always how it was at the lower levels. I mean, that's I, I mean I know we're not ad, advocating for like live to be like classic in every way, but mm-hmm. I mean for a for a new for a new player to have to go to Orgrimmar every ten levels to get your flying, I think that's that's a that's a small ask. Right, and I, and I I do understand that at um that's that's the way it was for all of us. But at the same time, um, when I'm when I was training when I had to do my training for Burning Crusade mount training, there was somewhere convenient within the Burning Crusade content for me to go. In my case, it was Honor Hold, right. And in Wrath of the Lich King, when I was training training for the Wrath specific writing, I was I went to Orient Tundra because there was a trainer there that I could train with. And so there was always, there was always somewhere where I could train a level when there was when it was appropriate for the content. We Whereas, have portal yeah, rooms now. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, 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 and I and I understand that, but it, it, it's just a little jarring, I guess. Having okay, well, I'm at level, I unlocked the level twenty seven. I mean, this whole point is moot because it's changed, and every ten levels is a, feels a lot better for me. The original iteration, bothered, like, the spacing bothered me a lot for some reason. I couldn't get past that, but now that it's whatever it is now, um, what was it? 10, 20, 30, 40. Like I have I like that that concern is gone for me. Having having the space out trips back or whatever, I'm okay with that. My when when I first got into the off and I saw that, I was like one thing one of two things needs to be done. They need to be spaced out better, or they need to put a trainer in Boralis. And they've spaced it out. So my issue with that is gone. <laughs> well Boralis and the uh the BFA content, I think that like I said, they have the portal rooms. I think that's fairly simply dealt with. I'm thinking more like, what about if you're doing like the cataclysm stuff and you get into like Vizier, where like you get into Vizier and there's like no way back, <laughs> like, not until you get that one island with the flight point for a while. And I don't know how many levels you get through going going through there, but like there are some zones I think that you'll feel that more than others. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's. At the end of the day, flight is a convenience, and and so even if it's inconvenient to get that convenience, at the end of the day, you get the convenience, and you should be fine. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah, like I said, I'm fine with the way it's spaced out now. So I don't know why I'm continuing to argue about this because I'm I'm actually okay with it now. So <laughs> let's uh let's let's move on and talk about some of the professions. We don't have a complete breakdown of the professions. Obviously, we're still very early alpha. We did get a preview at some, one of the things they talked about at BlizzCon, which was the idea of optional reagents. Now, um, optional reagents um, can do a couple different things. There's three categories of optional reagents. There was Word of Power, which will just increase the item level of whatever you're crafting. There's something that will... Uh, there's another category that will basically guarantee either a stat or a socket or a secondary stat. Like, basically, it's going to give you either a second, like a guaranteed secondary stat, like crit, haste, or whatever, or just add a socket to the item. So yay for that. There's also a third category of optional materials. And this isn't going to be available to all items necessarily, but some of them 
uh, will have it, and it's just it's called a special effect. Though it, it's, uh, we do we have an example of a special effect here? Thanks. Like some of the special effects can be like increased damage when fighting beasts, or humanoids, or aberrations, or undead, something like that. So that's like we don't have a lot of information about it. Like we don't know the cost or anything like that, or what have you. But that's just a little preview as to, to what was announced at BlizzCon, and I, I am looking forward to that as an engineer because I don't I don't have a lot of fancy stuff that affects my stats immediately except for my goggles. So yay for that and optional stuff. That's just cool too. Yay for special effects and sockets. I just realized that that was not my topic to talk about. <laughs> really? Why didn't anybody stop me? Uh, you were you were going full steam. I, I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> my my bad. I am old. Oh. It's all right, Medros. What do you what do you think about the profession stuff? Um, I'm very interested. Um, curious to see how kind of how they're going to work out. Um. I kind of see, need to see this in, in in actual action. Like I need to see it live. I, I don't know that I understand how it all works. Um, you know, uh, can you can you have you know all three words of power so you can super increase the item level, or can you have all guaranteed stats you want? Like I don't know how all this will work. Um, the, the screenshots are also kind of confusing as well. So. I mean, I'm very curious to see how it works, but we'll have to wait and see what it actually ends up becoming like. Um, I, it is intriguing, though, for sure. I'm just going to be glad that my random crafted item won't have haste on it anymore. Give me all that crit. That'd be nice. And Nick, what do you, what do you think of, of what we've seen here so far? Um, so far, it looks good. Um, I've... I don't know, I've been a leather worker since for forever, basically, and um, outside of the uh, the Wolf Mountain Legion that you could make, um, I really haven't felt too enthused by the stuff I could craft. Even, even I know that they did some stuff, uh, a lot of diving stuff in the, with leather in the last expansion. Um, you know, the, 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 you know, anything they can do to kind of uh, jazz up the professions and make them feel more relevant, I'm on board with. And uh, yeah, this looks... Uh, this looks like uh, they've got some good ideas here. Funny enough, looking over this post from Mohead, we've got most of the crafting professions. We've got alchemy, we've got blacksmithing, we've got enchanting, inscription, jewel crafting. What's missing from that list there, Nick? Another worker. <laughs> <laughs> but I hold out hope, though. And I hold out hope. And then engineering. And engineering missing, too. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, I just, I, I just assume engineering is just going to get wormhole port readers and stuff like that and goggles and, and another blingtron yeah i'm fine with that <laughs> another version of another mailbox you know the usual engineering stuff all right well now that it is your turn let's talk about another ad shall we <laughs> all right so today's show is also brought to you by audible you can get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ata reads 2020 that's bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. Now nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Now, because I have started my annual re-listen slash reread of the Harry Potter series, I'm going to force everybody to go along with me. 
So we're going to take a look at Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. But before we do that, I want to clarify. Will it take you seven weeks to read these books? No. It'll okay. probably be done in a week. I, I thought so, but I wanted to make sure. All right. The Boy Who Lived. Mr. and Mrs. Dursley of Number 4 Privet Drive were proud to say they were perfectly normal, thank you very much. They were the last people you'd expect to be involved in anything strange or mysterious, because they just didn't hold with such nonsense. Mr. Dursley was the director of a firm called Grunnings, which made drills. He was a big, beefy man with hardly any neck, although he did have a very large moustache. Mrs. Dursley was thin and blonde and had nearly twice the usual amount of neck, which came in very useful as she spent so much of her time craning over garden fences spying on the neighbours. The Dursleys had a small son called Dudley, and in their opinion there was no finer boy anywhere. The Dursleys had everything they wanted, but they also had a secret, and their greatest fear was that somebody would discover it. They didn't think they could bear it if anyone found out about the Potters. Mrs. Potter was Mrs. Dursley's sister. So once again, that was Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, written by J.K. Rowling and narrated by Jim Dale. You can find that at nearly 500,000 titles over at bit.ly slash atareads2020. And we want to thank Audible for their support of the show. Absolutely. They're awesome. So, um, for anybody who paid attention on Twitter this weekend, um, a mistake was made. Yes, a mistake was badly made. We initially accidentally tweeted the question of the week from two weeks ago, but we did get enough answers from that, so we're going to actually be talking about both of our questions. We're going to start with the intended question for this week. Which was what non-spoilery bit of data mining has you most excited about Shadowland? Seraphis says plate armor set. More specifically, it will look baller on DKs. Tapfizzle says honestly, all the customizations that are going to be available to us. And Brian Podcaster, who sounds somewhat familiar, says I refuse to answer because I'm not making my choice based on the abilities. Oh wait, different question. I'll change my answer to Rathion slash Bow. Also, Torghast is amazing, 11 out of 10. Thanks, Brian Podcaster. <laughs> Wookie BH said, The excitement around and reactions to Torghast, and I agree 100% with that guy. And True Villain Manny said, The Disc Priest changes look so solid. In general, I am liking the direction that specs have options on how to talent, play, and hopefully gear. Zephyriah says, Disc and Shaman stuff. More Shaman and Frowsley says, I'm excited for the new customization options. I didn't realize how many small bits were being customized, too, including gnomes. Um, I, I don't think you put the right uh, gnomish voice to that reading. Can you try it again with a little more gnome in there? No. Just, just right. no. <laughs> Is, isn't that something that Allie normally does? Yeah. So well, does, does that mean I should do it? No, nah, that's <laughs> Even right. if you really want we'll, to. We'll, we won't hurt your voice. <laughs> your like that. Fair enough. And, and if he really wants it read in a numb voice, he needs to send it himself. And oh, now that you said that, he will do that for every question. And and this is a test. If he, if, I'll know he listened to this episode if he actually does it. Next question. <laughs> 
All right, so the question that I screwed up and asked, asked, asked earlier in the week and then asked the proper question later in the week uh, was, again, based on currently known Covenant abilities, which Covenant are you favoring for Shadowlands for your main? And Desmond Fisto says, Revendreth for sure. Uh, Brian Podcaster <clears throat> says, I refuse to answer because I'm not making my choice based on the abilities. And Valmaxian HS says, I don't know for sure what I'm meaning yet, and the ability will be the least important reason for my choice. I've said a long time ago that Venthyr was the only option for my Blood Elf Demon Hunter, mostly because of Kael'thas. Leo Wilde says, Mero is going Revendreth, but I decided that based on the basic premises we received at BlizzCon, I've never chosen a race because of racials, and I'm not going to choose a covenant because of abilities. Heh. <laughs> Wow Huntress sixty seven said, "Now that we have more info, I'm leaning towards the Night Fae one." And RZBG said, "My Pally main will be going to Bastion because Paladin. Where else would she go? Arcane Mage will go to not the Feywild for the same reason. I don't know what the mechanics are, but it's an MMORPG. Fifty percent of that is an RPG." And before I read this answer from Alexander, I'm just going to preface this by saying, when we originally asked this question, we had no idea about numbers or anything like that. We, we we very much only knew the flavor behind the all the abilities, and that was my intention when asking this question. And I realized afterwards that I probably could have worded it as such. Like, it was not my intention for everybody to be like, based on these numbers, I want to pick this. My intention behind the question was based on the flavor of the abilities. So... I realized that they came across different after numbers and all that were data mine. And anybody who's listened to us talk about talk talk about these covenant abilities, I feel like knows that we're making all of our choices based on just how cool the stuff sounds and not the numbers involved with it. So I, I apologize to everybody for think for for maybe alluding to for maybe having you think that we felt that way about it, that's definitely not how we feel about it. Pick pick what you want because it's cool. Because something resonated with you. Don't do it based on the number. I picked a warrior because I picked a fury warrior because of giant two handed weapons, not because it's the best thing available. But it totally is. It's one hundred percent the best thing. Anyway. The answer from Alexander Krizak was, you shouldn't be continuing this harmful narrative that you have to choose your covenant based on what ability will give you a .001 advantage in mythic raids or whatever. My DK is going Necrolord for the sweet Kerrigan-esque bone wings, and I could care less about the ability. Yeah. If, if that's the answer that, that that's good for you, then you do you, dude. Yeah, and I mean, I, I would definitely say, like, I, I understand the wording of our, our question can be, can lead you down one path, but uh, I mean, an ability is more than just um, the the numbers behind it. Um, you know, the, the question that was asked here uh, was based on the currently known covenant abilities, which covenant do you favor Shadowlands to remain? That, that doesn't say based on the numbers behind the ability. It just says based on the ability. And I do think it was it could have been worded better to make sure that we ruled out you know, based on the numbers that you're seeing. Um, but I don't feel like the question that we worded was meant or uh, came across to me in that way. So 
Uh, you know, I will also apologize for not making it more clear in, in the questioning that we wrote out that week. So but it was good to have that conversation, though. It's good to have that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's that's why I felt so strongly about including these answers anyway, because I mean, as we as we've seen for pretty much all the answers, like nobody's making these choices based on the numbers or anything like that. And yeah. I think that's the that's the. I don't want to say that's the right thing to do because some people are going to feel as though min-maxing is the right thing to do, and mm -hmm. be, and that's going to be completely based on your playstyle. But um, choose choose what you want based on your own motivation, basically. Yeah. Like it's two, not the right it's not going to be the right choice. It's not going to be the wrong choice. It's your choice, and that's what matters. Yeah, two of my favorite demon hunter abilities aren't because they are powerful abilities; it's they look really cool, and that's the glider. And metamorphosis. They look really, really cool. And that's why I like using them. Sorry, neither of those were I-beam, therefore you're wrong. That's how this works, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Check me up here. <laughs> so, uh, next question is, what are your thoughts on Torghast as it, currently, as it is currently in the alpha? Uh, my answer will be, it sounds really cool, but I'll never see it. Um, I'm not going to answer this for fear of going into another half hour um, gush about it. Suffice to say, I really like it. I'm excited about it, and I'm excited about the community reaction to it. Cool. Alright, time for shutouts. Uh, I will let Toasty go first. I'm trying not to be so heavy with my shoutouts, because it's been really heavy for a little bit. I'm trying to think of something that's not so heavy, and I'm struggling to think of one. Shout out. Don't worry, I got the heavy this week. No, no worries. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to every. You know what? Yeah, shout out to everybody who tuned in this week for the live show. There were a lot of people here today. At the peak, I think, want to say there were like a dozen of us in here, and that's like, we don't see that too often. And I always enjoy having people and people listening live, uh, getting to interact with everybody. That's that's very cool. Shout out to all all of those guys. But if you can't listen to us live, shout out to you for listening to us every week. Um, regardless of what we have to say about some stuff and whether or not you agree with us. Absolutely. How about you, Nick? Um. I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Jarrett over at Mash Those Buttons for producing and editing all our podcasts because he works really hard doing that. And uh, it's always good to recognize him for getting all that work done. So thank you. I would go thank your editors. Thank you, Toasty. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, this week should be a lot shorter than the last couple. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> all right. So uh, as I said earlier, uh, just a few moments ago, I'm going to get the heavy side this time. Um, my thoughts and condolences uh, are going out to those over in Nova Scotia. Um, there was uh, what seems to be the worst mass killing in Canadian history um, over the weekend, and uh, my heart breaks for the people there who uh, are seeing their small town shattered by by this. Um, I, I know for some of our listeners, a mass shooting is more common in the, where they're from, uh, but uh, this eclipse is one in the 80s in Montreal. Um, 
with the, it was the Polytechnique shooting there. And uh, we, we don't have a lot of these here. Uh, so it's really impactful when it happens here. Um, and, and there's not really a, a debate over who has a right to mention it and who has the right to make a point of, uh, of having the right side or the wrong side. Um, we're just all sad. Um, so, uh, I hope those who knew the victims, um, can come out the other side, understanding that tragedy is, uh, a very foreign concept to us. And that's, that's for a reason. Um, and I hope that we will all, uh, find out or, or come to some ideas to why this happened and how, uh, a future event like this can't happen in our country. So, uh, so our thoughts to them and, uh, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's just a whole, whole, whole load of sadness right there. So, uh, that said, um, you know, you have to move on and hopefully, uh, hopefully those out there can. So, um, Nick, uh, how can people find you online? Uh, they can find me. I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can also find me over at Mash Those Buttons, uh, where I'm on WoW Talk, our uh, news and guild info uh, Warcraft podcast. I'm also on the Torn and the Goblin, our story and lore podcast, and now I'm on the Mash Those Buttons show, which is our general gaming podcast. Uh, so check those out too. Oh, I got X XCOM Two over the weekend. I'm so excited to play that. Ooh, yes. I, I have yes. XCOM. I've never finished it because I was trying to get the best all psychic team that I could I could get, and I never got that. And I kind of got bored of like re recruiting, dismissing all these people after I found out they had no psychic powers. And I was never finished the first one, so I got to finish the first one first, though. Um, uh, the, the, was there a good? I was gonna say no. The XCOM games are great. So I played the yes. old XCOM games, like old, like the like maybe a 16 bit maybe the ones look really bad now i played those back in the day i love those games it's funny you mentioned that because you know what i bought this weekend uh i bought the uh i bought the weird nintendo version of that so i bought mario versus rabbit okay <laughs> i haven't actually played it yet but i'm told i should enjoy that so all right can't wait to dig into that one all right. Uh, I'm, curi I'm curious, Wookie, or Nick, what does the BH part stand for? Bounty Hunter. Okay. Uh, back when I played Star Wars Galaxies, I was a Wookiee bounty hunter. Oh, that was the that was the game where Sony paid, I mean, you pay for the beta. I remember that. I refused to. Yes. I, I yes. was invited to it, and I said, no way in hell am I paying for a beta. Screw you, Sony. And I never played it, and it died quick, I think. Oh, I feel like it not died quick, quick. No, well, it it had it had its issues, but uh, I, it, it holds a special place in my heart. Well, I mean, I more enjoyed the Knights of the Old Republic for the short time I played it. So that was a fun game. Never got a chance to play that one, Nick. It was it was one of those things I I've always I was very curious about, and then for one reason or another, or another, I just never pulled the trigger. But, uh, I know a bunch of people who played it and had a lot of fun with it. And I swear I'm totally not trying to pad the runtime of this show to piss off Toasty. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, if you want to do that, I can start talking about Star Wars Galaxies. I mean, that's... Sure, let's, let's hear, <laughs> No, we, we, we won't do that to Toasty. All right, let's play our outro and uh, pop out of here. If you'd like to reach us by voicemail, you can call us at one seven eight five ata well 5 or one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. You can send emails to show at allthingsazeroth.com and if you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsaz. Join our new Battle.net group at bit.ly slash bnetata. Check out Ali's show at dungeonfables.com and Toasty's stream at twitch.tv slash toastypostycan. You can find the show over on Twitter at allthingsaz. Medros is at Medros. Fandeth is at Fandeth. Ali is at AliAndrusK. I'm at toastypostycan. And you can find the network over at Dawnforge. And please check out the other shows from the Dawnforge Network, including GroupQuest and Shattered Soulstone. And we'll be back next time. In the meantime, take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of more Toasty Torgasms. This podcast is part of the Dawnforge Network. Copyright 2020.